0: Hey y'all, JR here with the Veterans Ranch Show. Welcome to another great episode. We've got a fantastic guest here today. Uh, Really happy to have him on the show. As you know, the Veterans Ranch is based here in Lakeland, Florida, also in the great state of Texas, soon to be nationwide, where we do equine therapy for veterans and their families. Simply put, we get you playing with horses help you lay down heavy coats of burden and start to walk off a new and improved version of yourself. Uh, so again, you can always find us at the veterans ranch or the uh, You can always find us in those places and you can always email us at contact at the to reach out to us there. Um, Hey, again, as always, I am your producer, co-host, General Chief Cook and Bottle Washer to get stuff done. Uh, Just want to get right into uh, introducing our guest today. He goes by Mr. Tenacity. Y'all know him as Chad Osinga. Chad is a retired Army sniper. He's got so much cool stuff. I got to read it, folks. Uh, Retired Army sniper and combat applications instructor. He's had the unique opportunity to teach and train every branch of the military, FBI, U.S. Marshals, DEA, and SWAT teams from various areas. Um, Absolutely amazing individual, guys. I just want to bring him right in here. Chad, thank you for coming on the show today, buddy. Glad to have you. Man, I'm glad to be here. I really am. I tell you what, you just reading your bio just makes, you know, anybody ought to read this just ought to be like, holy shit. You know, it's just like you, you have done some amazing stuff, brother. Why don't you kind of share with us? Uh, you know, I mean, obviously I read a little bit of your bio there. Share with us who you are, you know, what you've done, what you're doing now, and and then uh, let's just kind of get into it.
1: Yeah, man. So um, again, thanks for having me. I'm real excited about being here. Uh, you know, I grew up in a small town in Virginia, Shenandoah Valley, uh, didn't ha- didn't have a lot of money growing up, and I-, I joined the Army out of desperation, I'll be honest. I didn't have a lot going for me at the time. My mom was a drug addict, and she ended up passing away. I was living in low-income housing, dropped out of school just the whole nine yards. I was a knucklehead and didn't have a lot of direction. My grandfather was a Marine and I was like, military, here I come. And it ended up being like the best decision I think I've ever made outside of marrying my wife. It didn't come, you know, super easy right out the gate because I didn't, I lacked a lot of discipline. And then I just jumped right into a a place that was based out of discipline. So I struggled for a while to figure that out and to learn the ropes and to adjust. But once I did, I fell in love with it and once i i really started saying hey this is me this is who i am and and got an identity behind being a soldier that's when things really took off for me uh, as he said you know i ended up becoming a sniper and you know that that alone was a unique story it was challenging i i throughout my life i've struggled with belief in myself so as you can imagine entering that was one of the biggest tests of belief I had in myself. And and I was able to conquer that and learn a little bit about who Chad was, you know? And I think that's really what the military did the most is it taught me what I was really capable of because they don't give you an out, right? Like you have to do it. Um, I can't remember who I was talking to, but you know, civilians call uh, an obstacle course, an obstacle course, we call it a confidence course. Right. Everything's about confidence. It's about learning who you are, your abilities and and building that belief, not just in yourself, but in your team. Right. And so I was able to build on that Uh, towards the end of my career. I was able to teach, like you said, all all four branches of the military. I was able to to have the unique opportunity to teach. Uh, the FBI, you know, U.S. Marshals was for probably one of my favorite organizations to train because they were some some go-getters that came in, just really hungry to learn. Uh, a lot of them had some some martial arts background coming into the training, and so it was real easy. It was like they were pliable, you know, if you will. So it, it was it was just a really cool and unique thing to do. I ended up uh, sustaining a whole bunch of injuries. It started in iraq i went off of a roof i landed head first and ended up having to have just multiple surgeries and the army just they were like hey man you've you've served 10 years you've done a lot for us but it's time to hang up the hat and I'll, i'll be honest i was very bitter i didn't want to get out i would have done 30 because you have to understand that that was for me that was again i i wrapped my identity around being a soldier and that that was who i was now you know I wanted to do 30 years, retire as a sergeant major and, you know, say I did it. Um, And those weren't the cards for me. And so when I got out, I went through a very, very dark period in my life. And I think a lot of veterans that I've talked to have faced this. They they don't know who they are. They don't know their place in this world. And, you know, I don't know if, if this is like for everybody else, but for me, PTSD. I had some some PTSD and some issues while I was in, but it really hit me when I exited the military. When I exited, it was like um free roam in my my mind with the demons, right? The demons just came from every angle and and even things beyond military. Like I'm talking from my childhood, like things I thought I had dealt with, that were past me, they weren't, you know, and I was not getting a lot of sleep. I was maybe averaging about an hour, two hours on a good night. So I began drinking. Uh, And at first the drinking was just to go to sleep. You know, it was just to try to, to ease my mind. But I told you guys, my mom was a drug addict and I didn't really factor that into my equation as I was drinking. Right. And so the drinking soon became a fifth of whiskey every single day. And that was, that was if I couldn't drink more, right? If I had the opportunity to drink more, I was drinking more. I was so desperate not to to have to think and deal with just my new reality and who I was and the demons that I had. I was running from it. I was running from everything. And, you know, I almost lost my wife and I've been married for 19 years, been with her for 24. She was my best friend. We grew up together, you know, and yeah. Uh, I have I didn't go into this but I have four kids. I have three of them are special needs. My, I had a daughter that had a stroke and I have two autistic uh younger children and I was losing my connection with them as well. And so my whole world was crumbling all because I, I couldn't I couldn't fix where I was in that situation and I was using you know drugs and I was starting to smoke weed. I was starting to just anything that could numb my mind and I, I I was losing everything that was important to me you know so I started riding motorcycles and uh, in 2018 I got I got out in 2015 so in 2018 I'm riding motorcycles to try to deal with this mindset thing and give myself a, a positive way out and it was it was working it was a great you know what they call wind therapy right it was mm-hmm. it was really good for me. And this kid not paying attention one night, uh, he was on his phone. I think he was like 18 or 19 years old, man. He he was a young boy, and uh, he blew through his red light. And Mm. I was making a left turn uh, to get on I-95 South, and he T-boned me. And Mm. he blew right through me at 45 miles an hour. He put me into a guardrail, and no one thought I was going to live, but I did. I, I pulled through. And obviously, because I'm sitting here talking to you guys. Right. You know, I I pulled through and everything was okay. But I was now on top of all these demons that I already had. Now I had an extra thing to deal with, right? Uh, Not my body was already banged up. Now I just got hit by a car. You know, I woke up in so much pain. So I just doubled down on doing what I was doing. Drinking, smoking weed. Just I didn't really change much. Right. Two years later. In 2020, I decided, hey, man, I really got to face this because I was I was scared of intersections like I didn't want to get in cars like I really had some <laughs> some PTSD of the road, man, like and um, so I, I I have this thing where I have to face my fear. So I just I push myself to face it and I'm on on <laughs> my bike with five other people. How you don't hear five motorcycles is beyond me, Right but we're on i95 and this van in the middle lane going 65 miles an hour isn't paying attention and merges into the far left lane he hit me so hard that my bike went into the jersey barrier to the left side of me and it, it was like ingrained or implanted into that jersey barrier it never fell back over right wow. it just boom in there and I went flying into a construction zone because they were widening I-95 where he hit me. So he hit me. And I go flying into this thing. And I had some military guys uh, on the ride with me. And they applied first aid, thank God. But on the way to the first hospital, I flatlined. So mm. I flatlined. They, uh, they revived me. And then when I get to the first hospital, they realized that my injuries were way worse than what everyone thought they were. And they couldn't really serve me at that hospital. So I had to get transported to a second hospital in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, and they that was a trauma center. So they sent me to the trauma center. And I had my first surgery. <laughs> and they even realized at that point that the injuries were worse than what they thought. So the MRIs didn't show everything. So as they opened me up, they realized that they weren't equipped to repair everything. So they had to sew me back up and put me into another um, surgery. But in between that, I flatlined again. So as I'm waiting to go into the second surgery, I flatline and, you know, I end up spending seven days in the ICU uh, before I could get that additional surgery. And then I had more surgeries after that, but that was just the, the one I had to have, uh, you know, right out, out the gate. And so I ended up being in the hospital for 14 days altogether it was COVID. So no one could come see me. I didn't have a phone because it was on the bike when I got hit. So I, I was literally, it was me and reruns and annoying nurses, right? That coming in every <laughs> two hours. If anybody's ever been in a hospital, you know, boy, it's yeah. like every two hours on the diet. Oh, you just get to long.
0: fall asleep. If you can do that, boom, there yeah. they are. Yeah.
1: And so it it was miserable and time, like, it became streamlined. Like I didn't know the difference between three o'clock in the morning and three in the afternoon. Right. Like it was all the same to me, but it was, I tell people it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me because it changed everything in my life. Like my whole trajectory changed, uh, during that wreck. I, I faced myself. I couldn't drink. I couldn't do anything to numb my mind. Right. And I was just stuck. I couldn't walk. I couldn't do anything. I was just stuck there. Yeah. And so I, I had to face the guy in the mirror, right? And I did. And I ended up skull dragging that sucker. And I'm so thankful that I was put in that situation because I conquered me. I yeah. dealt with a lot of the things that I didn't want to deal with and I was scared to deal with. And I came out of that hospital room or that hospital period just a different man. Right. I, oh, yeah. I, I mean, it, it
0: it had to allow you to look within, study yourself. You know, look in the mirror, as we say. Right. Because, you yeah, know, again, I'm a for everybody that out here that knows I'm a patriot. You know, I wear cowboy boots. I never wear combat boots. So, you know, I can't I can't walk in shared shoes. I've walked through some things in my life that would crush a lot of people, but not to that level. Right. But, you know, folks, we got to look in the mirror, We're especially as men. You know, we're taught to compartmentalize, shove it down, put it in a little box, put it down here. Don't worry about it. You know, so powerful what you're talking about, where even stuff that you when you were a kid came back. Right. When Pandora's box opened for you, it sounded like it opened all the way up and and uh, came out, you know, like a tidal wave. And, you know, we've got to look in the mirror sometimes. And it's the hardest as hell thing to do. We always say we're tougher on ourselves than anybody else could be. But are we? Yeah. I mean, we'll come up with a million ways to justify. I'm sure, you know, you had a million ways to justify why that fifth of the day was right.
1: Yep. Oh, I you do. know it, oh, it was right. right
0: and tight. You know, fifth, couple joints, get it done, go to yeah. bed. Right. It was, it became your new normal.
1: Yep. It so sure to be
0: able to look into that, I mean, we see that a lot with the veterans that we deal with. You know, they're not all to that level, but a lot of them, man, it wouldn't take much. Yeah. I mean, just right there on the cusp of, you know, it could be a fifth a day. Um, you know, and that's, that's why, you know, we now have, the, the problems that we have with the daily veteran suicide rate, because not everybody, quite honestly, gets the opportunity you did it, it a bad, horrible situation. Right. Right there with that. And I'll tell you from a guy who's ridden motorcycles in the past, have buddies uh, in different states that ride them. I'm here to tell you, folks, loud pipes save lives. They're not trying to be jerks. But, you know, we're texting on our phones. We got our radios cranked up because, you know, we got like a Garth Brooks concert going on inside our car. And you you know people don't pay attention like they used to no, so no. you hear that bike coming up beside you and he's got some loud pipes he's just letting you know he's there yeah he's not trying to be a jerk. he's letting you know he's there so you know pay attention to motorcycles please um you know adopt a rider I mean this is a little off topic but I'm a big proponent of this you know get behind a motorcycle don't ride his ass but get behind him for a couple exits. You know, if you know, like he's, you know, you can see he's getting off somewhere, give him a couple of car links, but get behind him. So somebody doesn't dive in behind you and get up on his backside. I've just seen way too many accidents with that stuff. Uh, I've seen people do stupid things on bikes, you know, see a lot of crotch (laughs) rockets doing a lot of stupid stuff and sadly become grease stains on the highway. Um, But pay, pay attention for, for their sake, you know? So Things like what happened to Chad, things that happened to my dad. We were talking before we uh, started recording this. My dad got plowed uh, by a '67 Pontiac. Hit him so hard, he still doesn't have hair growing on the right side of his shin, and it dented the bumper. Mm-hmm. You know, is anybody old enough to know how big a tank a '67 Pontiac was that dented a bumper? Yeah. That's that's just unbelievable stuff. I want to take just a quick thirty second break here. And then uh, I want to get back in with Chad and, and you know, really, Chad, I want you to kind of pick up on, you know, so when you you started dealing with, you know, yourself, right, looking at yourself in the mirror, how you turned yourself around and to what you're doing today with motivational speaking and uh, how you're helping your fellow brothers and sisters today. So quick 30 seconds, folk, folks, we'll be right back. All right, everyone, we are back to the Veterans Ranch Show. We have got Mr. Tenacity Chad Osinga here with us today. Very, very powerful testimony. And, you know, from a patriotic stick in your chest out standpoint of, you know, God bless America and our military and veterans and everything you did. Uh, You know, we thank you for your service for that. And everybody that serves and everybody that's, you know, guarding a wall or standing opposed today. Ladies and gentlemen, they're allowing us to do what we're doing here today. So, you know, please, you put something behind. Thank you for your service. Um, you know, Chad's proud just like everybody else, but buy him a cup of coffee. Go cut their grass. Go do something right. Don't let them know you're going to do it because pride won't let them let you do it uh, in a lot of cases. But buy their lunch if you're a Cracker Barrel and you see a veteran. You don't got to take credit for it. You don't got to let them know what's going on. But, but let's really start putting some nuts behind thank you for your service. So it just doesn't sound like the checkout girl at the grocery store saying have a nice day. You know, let's, let's, let's really let them know that we truly do care uh, about what they've done. They didn't all have to deploy. They didn't have to be door kickers or the tip of the spear, but less than 1% sign up to wear the uniform that raise their right hand and say, I'll go send me and potentially give their last full measure of devotion for their country. So, you know, please, when you see them, shake their hand, look them in the eye, thank them for their service, and and really, really mean it when you say it. I I can't say that emphatically enough. Uh, we've got Chad's website, mrtenacity.com, scrolling across the, the bottom of the screen here. Uh, please visit him, uh, visit his website, you know, schedule him for some speaking engagements. So, Chad, let's so we where we kind of left off, you know, you were in the hospital. And, you know, you were really looking within and realized you had to, as my dad always kidding. Me, he says, my dad was Navy. Okay. 69 to 73. You got to deal with your own shit in your ditty bag. Yeah. Right. So, you know, so that's kind of, sounds like where you were. So let's, let's pick up from there and then carry it into what you're doing today.
1: Yeah, man. Um, So you're exactly right. I had a whole bunch of, of shit that I, I needed to deal with. And when I got out of the hospital, you know, like I was saying everything from my knee to my pelvis is basically fake. So, uh, my my femur was completely crushed, my hip, my pelvis. And so I couldn't walk, I couldn't do anything even when I got home. I was just stuck in a recliner basically day in and day out and but again, it was a good situation because I was forced to start looking for things to figure this this problem I had out, right? Like I knew I I had changed, but I had to start I call it mental gardening. Right. I had to start going in and, and taking out some of these roots or some of these weeds and planting in some new things and taking care of this garden. Right. And so I stumbled on a guy named Bob Proctor and I was because I was just I was thumbing through YouTube, not knowing where to go. And I would put in like, you know, self-help and self-development, just whatever. And I, I stumbled on this this guy named Bob Proctor I had never heard of him. And good old Bob, rest his soul. He changed my life, man. Like he absolutely changed my life. And one person led to the next. He led me into more and more. And I just began to journal every single day. I began to, and with intention. And if anybody reaches out to me, I can give you some direction on journaling. Everybody just says to write things down. And that's cool. Right. But when you do it with intention, you can actually start dealing with some of the things that you're dealing with and living your life with intention as well um here nor there i started doing that i started meditating i thought it was woo-woo for a long time before i started on this journey but i started doing it and you know at first it was like just a couple minutes here my mind would go all over the place and so it was like a work in progress now i'm at about 30 40 minutes every single day and i wouldn't trade it for the world man it's Helped me grow so very much. I began to read again, and now I read like a chapter a day. And that started slow for me as well. I started with just a couple pages every day, grew to five, and then now I'm at a chapter no matter how big the chapter is. Right. And doing those three things, like it took, it moved the needle in in such a, a massive way for me. And I started realizing that, you know, the whole purpose of my life was to help people. I've been through a shit ton of stuff since I was young. And I, I felt like I had another opportunity and this opportunity was to help other people going through some some crazy stuff as well. And so I began to put myself out there. At, once I felt like, cause I wanted to be a product of the product. I didn't want to present myself half-assed uh, so I wanted to get my shit straight before I, I just said, Hey, I'm here to help somebody. Right. So then I just started putting my name out there. I started getting uh, invited to be on articles like authority magazine. I've been in authority magazine probably seven or eight times now, Uh, you know, up, up journey, uh, just a whole bunch of different ones. And, you know, just telling my story uh, and it's just taken off from there, man. And now uh, I just rolled out a coaching program where, you know, I, I bring people through. They can choose whether they want to do six months or a six week program with me. And we really focus on, you know, making massive, gigantic leaps in not just one area, but every area of their life and helping them create uh, the life that they deserve, man. Because i would never thought in a million years I'd be where I'm at today. I, I, I mean, I truly am a product of the product. I'm happy. My marriage is beautiful. My relationship with my kids are amazing. Right. Like, and it rubs off on them. And that's the thing, fellas. Like, us as men, once we take the torch and run with it, the family follows. They yeah. really do. It might take a few, uh, you know, a few days, a few months, but they end up, you know, seeing because it's pure. Right. And yeah. uh, when it's purely by that, example. Yeah. Yeah, man. They follow the lead, man. And, you know, so now I have purpose and and I love it. I lo- I help with the kids. I just spoke at a, a at risk school for kids, you know, trying to get them while they're young. So, I love it, man. I love being able to help people and and it's my life's passion now. So, I have a goal of helping 100 million people and so uh that's where we are.
0: Well, we're there with you, brother, to help you fight that fight and keep it going. You know, I I'm blessed. I was a I'm a Gen Xer, you know. I'll be 50 here at the end of the year. And, um, you know, I was, I was very blessed at a very young age. We're talking 14 to 16 years old. Uh, my dad was taking me to see people like Jim Rohn, Tom mm. Hopkins, uh, you know, uh, Larry Thompson, uh, you know, um, um, uh, Les, uh, Les Brown, oh, wow. you know, I love Les Brown. Les says, you know, if you fall down, you better fall on your back. Cause if you look up, you can get up. Yeah. Uh, just amazing stuff. Right. And, and I love when you said right with intention. Because when I was young, I heard that. But at 14, you don't understand that. You know, I, I asked my dad, I said, Well, what do I write down? He goes, Whatever you feel is important. Well, at 14, if my dad's writing it down, it must be important. So I started writing it down. Yeah. I kept them legal pads forever, but numerous moves, college, you know, the whole nine yards, they got lost, but it's stuck up here. Yeah. But folks, it's always good to learn what you learned. You know, they always tell you, you know, tell them what you told them and then tell them again and tell them again. Because pre COVID, It would take seven touches, basically, for somebody to make a decision, whether it's buying a house, buying a car, buying that 1995 product on TV. You had to see it seven times. Now, post-COVID, with everybody being online, it's 32 touches. So Mm -hmm. you've got to get your message out there. That's why we're doing what we're doing with the Veterans Ranch, constantly pushing the word out there. Uh, because as of this recording on this day, it has been a month since the Fox News article came out about the case study that was done across eight states, two different universities, and another nonprofit that has shown that just between those eight states, the veteran suicide rate is double what the VA has been putting out. Yeah. You know, we've been doing 22 a day push up challenges, we've been doing all kinds of stuff, and that's great. I've been a part of them too, but we've got to get out in the community. You know, it's kind of like an ice bucket challenge thing. Most people, they're doing it for clicks and likes and whatever, and they never gave to the, to the thing that it was supposed to be given to, to help out with. Folks, do the push-up challenges, do all that stuff, but get out there in your community. You know, whether you support Chad's mission, our mission, um, you know, uh, tomorrow we'll be doing Project Die Hard out of Paducah, Kentucky. You know, support somebody's mission that's legit, putting the money in the right place with their heart and boots on the ground and helping veterans we now have nineteen million plus and growing veterans from sea to shining sea well and oh, they're gonna need the assistance
1: now let me let me say this real quick on that on that note right uh he's talking about clicks and all that you know what's really important is relationships man if you if you want to to help that veteran create a relationship with them whether it's online in person your next door neighbor show them that you you give a shit right like That's right and that goes a really, really long way. You know, I had a buddy that I served with that, you know, uh, committed suicide in the hospital parking lot, the hospital parking lot. And, you know, I replay that all the time. And if I had of just asked some more questions, if I if I had have um, been a little more intentional with my time with him, and figuring out what was in my relationship with him had it been a little stronger, I may have been able to prevent that from happening. Right. And so you might be able to prevent it just by being a good soul, creating a good relationship, asking the right questions and
0: showing that somebody supports them. So. Well, that's no, that's the absolute key. It's right on point. You know, I love this because, you know, when you get into the motivational speaking, the positive reinforcement that needs to be more out there, right? We live in this world today. Okay. We're, you know, you, people used to get carpal tunnel in their wrist. Now they're going to get carpal thumb, right? Cause you know, we just live like this. And you know, I, I actually had somebody send me an email that said LOL in it, stop, get back to <laughs> using language. I mean, I've done it from time to time. I ain't going to lie. It's kind of funny. If it's your buddy, it's one thing. If it's somebody you just met on an email introduction yeah. for business or whatever, we got to learn how to communicate with people again it's okay to have civil discourse it's okay to agree to disagree we're you know that's what makes us all great human beings in this country is that we can agree to disagree and move on on certain things not everybody believes in positive reaffirmation yeah i don't know why but they don't believe in what you put out comes back to you because right. it's proven every single day yeah, You know, I mean, Chad, you saw that, right? You may not have understood it at the time, but everything that you were putting out there to numb yourself, that's what was coming back to you.
1: Yes. Yes. You now know, and then when attract-
0: you decided to deal with it, now look at what's coming. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me or Chad wrong, okay? It doesn't mean every day in our lives is peaches, roses, and fluffy no. bunnies because we decided to be have a positive attitude, right? I mean, you deal no, with no. stuff to this day like all of us do.
1: Look, it's it's about perspective. Right. Um, I think the most successful people in in the universe or in this world, should I say, they even in the hardest times, they find a way to see it as an opportunity. Napoleon Hill said that for every hardship, there's a seed of equal or greater um, success or greatness in that, that net or positive thing in that negativity. Right. We just have to be looking for it because it's a seed. It's not the full grown plant. It's just a seed. But if you're looking for it, it's there because it's proven for every positive, there's a negative for every negative, there's a positive. So whatever you're looking for, you're going to find if you choose to be um, positive and and see the opportunities that are around you, that's what's going to be around you, even if it's a crappy day, right? Like uh, everyone's going to have days that are not as good as the, the next, right? However, that doesn't mean that there's not opportunity, there's not greatness in that day. It's all about what we choose to see, the angle
0: which we choose to stand and view that day from. So, I mean, that's that's church right there. I mean, folks, that just—I don't know what else to say. I mean, that, that, that I couldn't have said that any better because it is so true. I mean, you know, I—you know, there there are there are uh, pearls and pig shit. Okay, I mean, that's <laughs> I yeah. know, you can you can find a positive. But if all you and hey, we're all human, right? It's easy to focus on the negative. The woe is me's, you know, just tuck into your own self-pity. I've been there. okay. I mean, you know, we're all human, but it is it is truly, you know, kind of goes back somewhat to, you know, your network determines your net or your network determines your net worth. Well, it's the same kind of thing in terms of just positive vibes. Yeah, If you're around genuine, honest people that will call you out on your own BS and expect you to do the same to them and not in a negative way, but just be positive and say, hey, you know, maybe this road, maybe that road get you here. Yeah, You know, and, and that's hard, especially for men to hear yeah. because we're charging forward, you know, when sometimes we got to charge diagonally forward to get to where we want to go and then come back, you know, on the path.
1: Well, you know, I I would like to say two things. One, law of focus, right? You said an important word, and that's focus, what we focus on. The law of focus is whatever we focus on expands, right? And you can't focus on two different things at the same time. So you're either focused on the good things, opportunity, um, success, whatever it is, right? Or negative, right? My, my day is shitty. This happened to me when I was, you know, in the military or this happened to me then, or this has things you can't even control It's done with it's in the books. You can't change it. That was hard for me. I I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm on this pedestal because if you, I, I had to go see a, a doctor in the VA, right? It was a, I was in, I was stuck in a revolving door, uh, of, Things that happened in my past that I wish I could have changed, that I couldn't change, that I felt responsible for. But let me tell you something. You're not responsible. Everything happens for a reason. You're here. Everything happens to us, right? Or for us, not to us, sorry. Mm-hmm. Everything I knew you meant. Yep. for us, not to us. And, and so things happen. They're over. It's time to extract the value out of that and move forward into right now, into today, because that's all we have is right now. The second thing. That I, I think that I, I really um, want people to understand is that you know we what we believe right plays a big factor in into how we're going to perform. You can you can't outdo your self worth right, like what you believe about yourself. So if you believe that y- you know you can't, you never will, right? <laughs> Henry people,
0: Ford. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Henry Ford. Think of any successful person, Elon Musk. When Elon Musk shot that rocket up and it blew up uh, years ago, uh, uh, there was an interview and he was like, did you ever think about quitting? And he said, no. And he said, why? Because I, I don't quit. I believe in myself. Right. He never thought not to continue. Okay. So what you, you'll never outperform what you believe about yourself. So it's time to change that belief system, right? And again, my, my doc to mrsnasty.com is rolling through the screen. Hit me up. I would love to help you out, but I'm telling you, you're worth more than what you're getting right now. But if you don't change that belief system, you're never going to get it.
0: That's bottom line. If you look in the mirror, you know, whatever that is, I suck. My, my dad always told me I never amount to anything. You know, yep. the world needs ditch diggers too. Uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. If you take ownership of it, whatever it is, that's what you're going to get. You know, you will be the ditch digger. You might be yep. the best one on the planet, but you're going to be a ditch digger because you don't believe that you're any better than that. Yep. Anybody right now can be the next Donald Trump, could be yep. the next Elon Musk. And when I said Henry Ford, Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or you think yep. you can't, you're right. One of my favorite quotes. Yep. I'm telling you, you know, hey, here let's just play it funny. Yoda says you can't try, only do. Well, I mean, look, put your head down, move forward. Henry Ford
1: didn't even, he was not educated, man. Like that's no. what people people fail to realize that there are billionaires and millionaires that, that they were not come, they didn't come from a silver spoon, they didn't have education. They I mean, when I say education, I'm talking middle school education, yeah, right? right so they,
0: grade and they dropped out to go work right. on the
1: farm. Right, and they ended up turning all of that around and becoming some of the wealthiest and successful people in the world. Think about what your life would look like if you were living it with no limits. And then let me tell you, I promise you, you can have that, but it starts up here,
0: right? And that's why mindset is so important, right? Yeah, that's why it's so important. Yeah, every day I can, I can, I will.
1: Yeah, I will you know,
0: Even more powerful. You can do it, but you will do it yep. and have that power of intention every day. You know, I know there's always talks on goal setting and, you know, and everything, but it's legit. Yep. Write it down. But at the same time, don't set that bar so low that it's easy to hit because then you're like, oh, hey, I hit it. If you set a goal so high, you know, it's kind of the old thing and shoot for the moon and hit a star. Yeah. Put that goal up here. Because if you hit here, you're probably still doing pretty damn good. But if you hit the goal, holy shit, you know, yeah. you've probably changed the world. Look, you know, that's uh, what we're trying to do with equine therapy. This isn't a new idea. But we know that there is a dire need right now for what it is we do. Yeah. So every day from dawn to dusk, you know, I mean, by the time sun comes up, I'm on third cup of coffee. Why? Because that's what it takes to get the job done. That don't make me any more special than anyone watching this today. I'm not going like this. But I understand that you gotta have that army mentality if we get more done before 9 a.m. than most people do in a day. Yeah. Early bird gets the worm. You gotta push it. Yeah.
1: You know, so whatever dreams
0: before. y'all got out there, especially veterans transitioning out today, that you know, at guys like Chad, where I've talked to so many people, you hang up the uniform, now what? Because they right. I mean, what your transition was what? Hey, here's your DD214. Bye. Yeah basically yeah i mean i've Mm -hmm. talked to some guys they got to wear civilian clothes you know they get to wear civvies for a couple of weeks bye you Mm -hmm. know the this the the military does their job very well of breaking young men and women down building them to be what they want them to be and go get the bad guy right or be that support structure to help that person go get the bad guy honestly it's not their job to teach you what to do when you get out they Mm -hmm. just they want to keep you in but for everybody out there you know, reach out to, you know, we'll, we'll help you with horses and everything else, but we're so proud to have Chad as part of our network of people you can reach out to. Cause again, he wore the combat boots, folks. He was the door kicker. He was there. He can help you with anything you're dealing with today and help you get to that new and improved version of yourself. Yes, sir.
1: And let me, let me say this real quick when it kind of he talked about goals and it's real important that you understand that Bob Proctor talks about, A-type, B-type, and C-type goals, right? A-type is what we know we can do. B-type is what we think we can do. If everything goes right, you know, you get the plan. And if everything we figured out, this will happen. C-type goals are like your fantasy, right? It's like, that's where we need to be setting our goals. It's C-type goals. And we have this misconception of what a goal is used for. The goal is there to help you grow money, a good relationship, all that's a byproduct of the goal. The goal's main purpose is to help you grow, right? And the reason that you're struggling so much and the reason why the past is is haunting you is cuz you're not growing. You're you're literally chained to it right now, all right? And so until you're able to set these goals so you can grow and get past it, um you're going to you're going to struggle with the same stuff.
0: Bottom line. I mean, it just keeps coming, you know, definition of insanity. Keep doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. Um, you know, Les, Les says you got to stretch yourself. Yeah. You know, you do. You got to get out of that comfort zone. I had somebody say something to me the other day. I was in a networking group and it was the best thing I'd heard in a long time. Stop trying to think outside the box. There's no boxes. I like. There that. is no boxes. Yeah. You have no limitations as to what you can do. You know, the human mind, you barely use 2% of the human mind power, you know, get rid of the box, take the eraser, get rid of the boxes and start thinking about what you know you can do. And don't let people tell you, no, use it as fuel if they do, because sometimes your own family will come at you and go, that's the dumbest idea I ever heard. Yep. Fucking A, use it as fuel, you know, move forward. Maybe it is a dumb idea, but it might be the most successful dumb idea on the planet. And who knows? And hey, some of the biggest millionaires on the planet failed two or three times before they got to the big one. <laughs> Sometimes you got to fail your way to success. <laughs> Edison did it ten thousand times. So just, <laughs> right? He, how he knew how knew many people told him to that he was lightbulb. dumb? <laughs> yeah, he knew a lot of ways not to make a light bulb. That's for, yeah. sure, but, yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: for but sure. Yeah, but we all
0: know how to do it. But Chad, I, I really want to thank you for being on the show today. This is absolutely awesome, um, man. We probably need to do a part two of this just because yeah. of, of how much stuff you know we can cover. Uh, everybody, you know, please if you like the content here today and, and like what we're talking about constantly, uh, you know, like, comment, share, subscribe on all of our social media channels, especially our YouTube page. Please do the same thing for Chad. Uh you they could pretty much find you everywhere on socials as Mr. Tenacity. Yep, or Chad Singer, yep. Either way, man, get find him, like him, friend him. As you can tell, super honest, genuine guy uh that just loves what he does. You can hear the passion coming right through. Uh you know, folks, we always talk about, you know, things that that are going to help move this mission forward so again if you like what we're doing uh you like this podcast you like animals or you just like veterans you know in general and you're proud to be an american and realize it is because of the one percent that are active duty today that will someday be a veteran uh you know our current veterans that allow us to do what we do go to the veteransranch.org uh and you know make a pledge today it could be a one time could be a monthly every dollar helps You know, we just ask people to give a buck about veterans, right? And that's a play on words because you've heard us curse here today. We ain't shy about it. But, you know, give a buck. I mean, if a million people gave a dollar right now that are watching this, watch us change the world of the veteran community. You don't have to be the giant check writer. We love those two. But, you know, something with two commas in it, you can come our way. But, you know, the, the bottom line is, folks, it's the grassroots, it's you, the American-loving people out there that help keep things like this going so we can bring on great guests like Chad uh, every time that you're watching the Veterans Ranch show. Uh, again, I want to thank you, brother. Any any uh, words, pearls of wisdom you want to leave us with here today?
1: Well, one, thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. Uh, two, look, give, man. Give to this organization. I started giving to it. Uh, I do the, the monthly pledge. So I'm not just sitting here telling you to do something that I don't do myself, right? Like I'm a veteran and I'm still giving to this because there's other people that need this and can benefit from this. And if you could understand how much trauma some of these guys have gone through and how much help they really need and how set free they are, man, just – you're going to spend $21 or whatever. What is, I, don't, I don't even know what the monthly 20, is. But. 22 a month, whatever yeah, you can no. give, man. And right, you'll 22 a month. spend more at McDonald's. Right, <laughs> get more. But the, yeah, you'll spend more at McDonald's or getting your Starbucks in a week, right? So why not use that towards saving a life? Uh, because literally, you're saving a life. And the last thing I would leave with everybody is that it's within you. Everything that you need, everything that you're looking for is found on the inside, man. Uh, you keep searching for your answers and other people and outside of you, you're going to continue to be lost. Right. Look inside. It's there.
0: Amen. Couldn't say it any better again, man. That's church right there. Um, Chad, thank you so much again for being (laughs) on here today. All our, all our family friends out there on the veterans ranch show that support us. Thank you so much. And uh, as we always say, we love y'all. God bless. Take care. Giddy up.